This is exactly right. I'm Babs Gray, and ah, it's going to be so cute to watch your relationship fall apart via the internet. Mm. <laughs> Makes me warm and cozy inside. Oh, so adorable. Uh, I'm Brandy Posey, and no one prepares you for how much you'll see the word hubby in your 30s. Oh, Oof. <laughs> I'm Tess Barker, and does moisturizing count as a hobby? <laughs> and this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Hello! We got Barbara Brandy, and of course, Big Tess. We got a show for everyone that's the fucking best. Come on, baby. It's time to hang out with your favorite ladies. Ladies and ladies, ladies and ladies. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. What's up? I'll tell you what's up. Well, uh, we have one thing is we have a holiday party coming up. Oh, my God. Ooh, ooh, mm-hmm. Holy shit. December 5th. We did it. Last year over Zoom, it's on Zoom again this year, so you guys can tune in from anywhere. We had so much fun last year. We had a, a cocktail and mocktail recipe for everybody. Mm-hmm. Resident hunk Ryan Nemeth, we forced him to read a dirty Christmas poem. That was really fun. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody. He takes a shirt off on Zoom, too. Yes, uh, he does. Yes, in he the does. contract. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, people dress up on their holiday best, and it's just a really fun, awesome time. Um, so you can go to tinyurl.com slash lady to lady live for those tickets. And it is my last weekend on tour for the year. Um, so it's night of uh, the 10th of November. You can see me in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And then I'm in Fort Collins, Colorado and Denver, Colorado for the weekend. So if you are anywhere near those areas, come on out. It's going to be a real good time. You can find tickets and everything at brandyposy.com. Um, let's get into our show, shall we, ladies? Because this is a really good one. I mean, they're all good, but this is a really fun one. But this is a super fun episode. Yeah, we've we've wanted this gal on for a really long time, so we're super excited we got to have her on. She's so funny. It's Natasha Leggero. She co-hosts the Endless Honeymoon podcast with Moshe Kasher. They've got a stand-up special together called the Honeymoon Stand-Up Special on Netflix. They do too, too many things together now that we really <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she is in a hilarious show called Another Period, which you might have seen in Comedy Central. So, yeah, we had a really fun hang with Natasha. Hope you guys enjoy it. Let's get into it. We're here with Natasha Leggero. Hi, Natasha. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me. I just want more women around me all the time. So the fact that you guys are all women... Um, just makes me really happy. Unfortunately, <laughs> my podcast, yeah. I, I have a man who, you know, does half of it. So, you know. Who you're married <laughs> to, right? And you have to interact with him a lot. So. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I didn't think of that when I was doing a podcast with him. I was like, oh, wait, we live together. And <laughs> we're raising a family together. And then we're having a podcast together. Do you guys find that you are, like, saving more fights or more riffs for the pod? Like, mm. in the middle of, save it for the pod. <laughs> no, <laughs> a lot of those it's, it's, it's not that cute. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> little, uh, on our podcast, I will hijack him with some things. Like, you know, if he's looking Excellent. at phone too much at dinner or, you know, I'm just kind of trying to. And it has worked because then he's kind of, like, doesn't know what to say. But um, that's brilliant. I mean, I think all arguments should be presented in front of an audience. <laughs> right. I mean, accountable. I'm either saving it for couples <laughs> therapy or I'm saving it for the podcast. So, uh, yeah, 
Absolutely. I mean, let's, that's an entertainment relationship. I think that's like how we all conduct our business. It feels great. <laughs> I mean, my boyfriend has been mentioning we should make one together. And so now I'm like, Ooh. wow, <laughs> damn. Maybe that's, yeah. that's a big step. Big that's step. step right before the baby, the podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the first child. <laughs> you know, my husband and I both podcasters for a long time. Never once we've been together for 10 years. Never once has the thought crossed <laughs> our minds. And we are a couple that brings audio equipment with us on vacation. And never. <laughs> I would love to hear your show. I mean, I think you could do it. Just, I don't know what it, what it would be like, half sport, half musical. Just bring it together and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm no, in. No, those, there's no crossover there. <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> what about the no. Chicago Bears doing that, that, the shuffle? The musical Chicago? That's, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Chicago yeah, Bears. also that. Mm-hmm. Are you Man. talking about the Super Bowl shuffle? Yes. <laughs> yes. From that's the what 80s. I'm, I'm referencing. <laughs> A very well-known, <laughs> yeah. timely Super Bowl dance, obviously. Wait um, a minute. Are you guys talking about a real thing? <laughs> Wait, you don't know about this, Jess? You don't know about the Super Bowl shuffle? I Go mean, on. I thought I'd be the only one of you guys to know about it because I'm older and I also am from Chicago. So I remember all of that. Well, I knew that and I specifically was just wanted to reference it for this show. So yeah. I didn't God. actually know. I just studied up on it. No, I actually don't know what it was. All I know is I'm that just they, happy it happened. they had a dance. Did they do it mm. at the actual end, in, in the end zone? Is that what it's called? I think oh, it is. I, well, did they? I don't. They did it at like a at a show or something. There's, there's a music a, video of there's it. A, yeah, video a of them produced. doing a whole, a whole yeah. da- a dance. Wait, Natasha, do you watch football at all? No, I was going to say, I've been trying to write jokes about how much I hate sports for 20 years. And every time I do them on stage, the audience is just like staring at me, not laughing, not getting it. I'm like, no one will come around. So, yeah, I I mean, I like I take tennis lessons. Hey, there you go. Very sporty. I mean, I get it. I used to play ultimate Frisbee for a few years in college. So like we're basically jocks. I get it. But okay, I I watched a lot of football because you guys can tell I'm broadcasting from my husband's sports center. Um, I'm actually I'm wearing a Dodgers jersey with Eagles leggings right now because both teams are playing after this and we're going to watch them simultaneously. Aww. But anyway, the super the football, I can't believe I don't know about the Super Bowl shuffle because I am obsessed. But you guys, the best part is the dances they do in the end zone. They are good. Is it like a whole production? Is it's there- a whole production and every team does it. And you guys like it's cute shit and you can tell they rehearsed it kind of a lot. <laughs> like there's like little parts to it and there, there's a lot of choreo Aww. and they nail it. I'll just it. rewatch the Bob Fosse documentary. Yes. Good call. Yes. Better call. You just yeah. imagine some helmets <laughs> on their heads. Imagine if you got a touchdown, but then you fucked up your dance, though. Like, what a, like, really, you know, they bittersweet never do, moment. That would be yeah. awful to be like, oh, fuck, I missed the twirl. <laughs> I also, I, yeah, I don't really watch a lot of sports, but yeah. um, this, here's my, here's my sports story. We were, we were, what am I saying? Everyone, whatever. There was a fucking huge windstorm the other day in Los Angeles. Did you guys mm-hmm. experience this? The, Oh, the wind. Wind. I was watching my 12 foot skeleton the entire time. I was like, don't you dare fall over. Don't you dare, baby. And then it, it rained supreme. He's still up. That was his first big test. Damn. Yeah, it really was. But 
my boyfriend insisted that we go on a walk and I was like, I don't want to fucking go on a walk. And I said, yes. He was like, let's check it out. It looks cool. I got something in my eye and I was like, oh, this, I'm in pain. And it was there for like two days. It turned out to be a tiny piece of plastic that got uh-huh. stuck in my eye and was scratching my eyeball. I had to like, I had to go to the eye doctor and he said, okay, now I'm going to flip up the inside of your eyelid, like how the kids used to do in the play on the playground. Oh, you know that my creepy God. Thing? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, he was like, mostly boys did it, I think. <laughs> Wait, if you would have worn like some glasses, though, you might have been okay. Or I, I was wearing them. It like really? came in like through the side. Oh, so, man. It was, it was so painful. What? Did you feel when it went in? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, immediately it hurt. Yeah. Oh. Like I was like, I was like going around with like a hand over my eye trying to get back home. So he, you know, whatever. He got the little piece of plastic out and um, immediately it felt better. I'm still healing from my, um, you know, my what happened to me. But he told Wait, me. <laughs> this is a sports story, right? This Am is I... a sports story. Okay. But he I just told wanted to me. <laughs> remember thank that. you for that, that reminder, I, Brandy. I the eye doctor said uh-huh. that he was like, oh, yeah, that windstorm was crazy. The Dodgers, somebody hit a home run, but the wind stopped it. <gasps> and, yeah. And then they lost. And he was like. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, true. my God. So, like, what a, can you imagine? They, they just saw the ball go and then just like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was watching that game. It was. A tragedy. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's really funny. Yeah. Our boys don't do good with weather. Yeah, we are not made for it. We moved no, here for exactly. a fucking reason. This exactly. is an SNL situation. I mean, or, yeah. or a whatever. Yeah. Um, this night of the windstorm, earlier in that night, I was at a uh I need to tell you guys about this. I because I felt extremely out of my element in so many ways. Uh my boyfriend, uh he's he's my age, but he works with a bunch of younger people who are really obsessed with him. And one of them, it was his birthday over the weekend, and they were begging him to come to his birthday party. So he went to a 24-year-old, LA 24-year-old Zoomer's birthday party, and we were treated like celebrities, but only by the three coworkers that were there. Everybody else was like a weird LA 20-year-old model that was like, there's one girl that was yawning, and I was like, oh, you guys have like energy drinks or something? And she was like, oh, there's cocaine in the bedroom if you want any. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm in my, I'm, is check for fentanyl. I don't know what to tell you. What else goes on so at a 24-year-old's birthday party, like, yeah. you know, so, during the Delta variant? I mean, yeah, tell they, us, tell us what they do. It was, it was really, well, one of them tried to tell me to listen to his podcast a lot because he grew up in um, uh, one of the Richard Chase houses, or no, no, Richard Ramirez's houses here in Los Angeles. So he like, he was like, oh, I'm gonna tell you guys a ghost story. So I got cornered and then a man on Molly told me um, a bunch of ghost Ooh, stories. No. Um, so that happened. That's a 20 year old. kind of fun. It was, it was fun. But the whole, honestly, the whole time I just was like, don't. Be fucking cool. How sweaty was he? Be fucking cool. Well, because he was in his 20s, he like wasn't that sweaty. And he was outside and he was also wearing like a blousy woman's sweater with like a bunch of gold mm-hmm. chains on it. This mm-hmm. sounds like a pretty fun party. It was- <laughs> Here's the thing. It was fun, but also Same the entire time. Stories. Hot little boys. There was also this girl that was like, she was like shivering, but she wasn't wearing shoes. And I was like, oh, do you have any shoes? 
that might, you know, then you wouldn't be as cold. And she was like, oh, I just like don't like to wear shoes. And I was like, well, oh, God, that okay. is so quirky and <laughs> and interesting. Yeah. Though. But she was like shivering and like wearing four blankets. I was like, you might feel better if you put your uh, that's a cool 24 year old thing. OK, fine. And she told me that she used to be a model, but she only does it recreationally now sometimes because she was like, yeah, I mean, they like <laughs> they just try to give you eating disorders all the time. And like I remember being like six years old and this old man told me that I like shouldn't eat bread after like four o'clock and I'm like what kind of old man would tell that to a kid anyway and I was like you're so what a horrible <laughs> but you you like you you've handled it so well it. she recognized it and it didn't bother her and she seemed fine I was like wow that didn't give you like a fucked up problem for the rest of your life congratulations Wait, the zoomers are the stronger than girl? us this, this was is the barefoot girl no this is a girl with the barefoot girl oh okay. there was a lot but she had barefoot girl energy it was a similar all the Everybody had a similar vibe. <laughs> I love what that she are... was a model at six years old. Yeah. That was my question, too. Like, what is she modeling? And L.L. Bean? Yeah. Did a lot of kids catalogs, she said. And then she was like, she got into more couture stuff as she got into her, like, early teens and things like that. As her, her early 11s and 12s. Yes, exactly. I, I love that every 20-year-old unloaded their trauma onto you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, because I think I was the closest thing to a mom at the party. <laughs> I, it was like Brandy was there like that. My therapist is here. Yeah, exactly. I have noticed like our podcast and the Funnyman podcast a lot of because mm-hmm. we now we started Zooming. So we see the people and everyone oh, is right. so young. Yeah. Like, people just don't have anyone to ask. And like, they just, you know, and it is kind of cool because when I was young, I didn't want to ask my parents stuff. But mm-hmm. like, you know, your friends were as dumb as you. So it's kind of nice to like be able to ask your elders. That's so true. And I I don't have this with like elders, but I don't know about you guys. But for some reason, I like when someone else tells me what makeup to buy. Like it doesn't need to be a specialist. Like if just one of my friends is like, go get this lipstick. I just take that as an authority. I don't know why, but I just want someone else to tell me what makeup to buy. Well, I was just hanging with two friends and every single thing they were doing they were like i learned it on tiktok and she's like have some of these vegetable dumplings i just learned how to make them on tiktok i was like your skin looks good she's like thanks i just got this new routine on tiktok and then she's like look at my mason jars i just arranged them from from small to large i learned it on tiktok i'm just like what is like i am not on tiktok i don't want to be on tiktok and then they mm-hmm. start telling you the jokes from tiktok and reciting yeah. themes from tiktok i'm it's like someone, yeah, it's like res- telling a dream a dr- about a dream. You're like, I just, it's not translating. It, it doesn't, doesn't translate like whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, for a sure. A story maybe, a ghost story at a party <laughs> after cocaine. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole party felt like I was in a TikTok the entire time. I was like, there's memes happening around me. I can tell. I can feel the memes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you guys on TikTok? I am. And yes, if you're listening, I've recently joined. I announced it on our bonus episode, but (laughs) I came out of the closet as a TikTok user quite recently. I'm prancing around. Follow me. Yeah. It's like very ant TikToks. I'm very proud of Tess just embracing this art form. I Mm -hmm. am scared of it and I'm just not going to touch it. And I'm, you know, Tess is our Sally forth into the future for us. Thank you. She's testing Mm -hmm. it out. I'm just going to wait till the next thing comes and try to get on that real quick. Yeah. But I feel like that was yeah. Clubhouse and then we kind of that's you know we're not we didn't do that so who knows you know, there'll be another be, one. there's always another thing. You know what I'm going to do is just drop out of society I think. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Because if you're not on one of these things making something, you might as fucking well, all right? If you're not giving us some fucking content. You're either a content maker or a consumer, Natasha. Those are the only two kinds of people in the world. I don't want to consume either, okay? I know. I'm everything I, ha- I need. I know, same. <laughs> do you guys have, on Endless Honeymoon, do you guys, like, you screen everything before you get it? Or just sometimes you just get something, you're like, whoa, this is a lot, but you still I mean, we it? have a producer who screens calls. Okay, okay. I wasn't sure if you were just like, let's just go for it raw and see, like, what people See what comes say. in. <laughs> well, we have a secret hotline, and, like, it's like when, okay. whenever, I swear to God, every time it's a guy's voice, it's something fucking disgusting. And, like, sometimes I'm not really prepped for that type of thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But, like, um, you, I, someone does kind of look at them first. Yeah. yeah. I haven't given my, like, personal number so people can, like, call me. <laughs> tell me their oh, secrets. Yeah. That's the next level. <laughs> yeah. No, we've got a Google voicemail. 323-6-butt-30. You guys will yeah, hear it later. Yeah, give us a call. <laughs> yeah, you can call that with whatever oh actually that reminds me we've been i'm i keep forgetting to share this so we have asked men to call and share their cackles with us because we get <laughs> i we get have a, a cackle wait you guys have cackles yeah oh just, yeah. i mean just laughs but yes a, a, a female laugh is a, is a cackle <laughs> apparently people, people have told me like people have walked into parties and been like i knew this was the house because i heard you cackling <laughs> that has yeah. happened absolutely to us yeah 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 can 1000 percent really i kind of like it because i feel that i'm like a lighthouse to my friends mm-hmm. in a club in a dark club <laughs> oh but i love that having men leave their cackles but yeah that's good yeah yeah so we, we have, a, we we have ask, a new one because we'll get you know reviews that say like something about cackling and then we're like well where's the men cackle so we did um let me see yeah, let me just share this real quick because we had someone call in i keep forgetting to share it is a man cackle a guffaw they try to like i feel like a guffaw comes more from like the diaphragm and the cackle is like a real like from like like a real like you know pmsing bitch sound kind of right yeah yeah (laughs) exactly and it's kind of melodic you know it kind of hits that arpeggio yeah Mm -hmm. ideally (laughs) okay let me share this this is a little, he kind of explains it first, so. Okay. Okay. Hello, ladies. This is a male calling in. Um, <laughs> I actually had a friend. This you, is I a was male. just listening to your episode about male cackling, a gaggle of cackles. <laughs> I had a friend who laughed like this, and I'm not even exaggerating, so be prepared. <laughs> and it was the most annoying fucking thing. And we had a fake laugh every time. And I have nothing to say about it other than how fucking annoying was that, right? So imagine listening to that every fucking day of your life. Sorry to have to uh, recreate that sound for you, but um, all right. See, this enjoy is just your evening. Goodbye. This is just mean. We were looking for. You're not yeah. supposed to call in and be yeah. mean about your friend's cackle. Yeah, look. I, d- I don't want to think about I shudder to think of the podcasts that people are receiving messages about how loud and obnoxious our laughs are. So I apologize mm-hmm. to those out there. <laughs> These are that was the one we got recently. Please call and leave one of your own. Mm-hmm. We have gotten other ones. <laughs> I like it. That's yeah. a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. That was actually a really like idea. I'd give that one five stars. Yeah, we've gotten five a few. Gaggles. Oh wait. <laughs> Okay. 
They all feel pretty genuine. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they do, but they're eerie in a way that doesn't make me feel good. Well, it's like the Crypt Keeper, I think, is like the ultimate male cackle, right? That is very true. Like that is when I think of like a man cackling, I think of like the Crypt Keeper just going for it. So what about would you guys count Vincent Price at the end of Thriller as a cackle? I think he's more of a wahaha. Yeah, that feels very Halloween. And also Mm -hmm. it feels a little put on. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. like how often does he do that? Like he only does that laugh for money. That's true. Yes. That's a He's not at a party doing it. Or maybe at a party to impress a woman or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not an organic. It's not just coming from like a friend saying something funny. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, here's here's the Crypt Keeper, just for comparison. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's how I laugh. It's a good laugh. I mean, I love it. It make, it fills me. The Crypt Keeper just fills me with joy just in general anyway. <laughs> I think if you can do the like so high that you kind of lose yourself for a minute, that's how you know it's good. We're like, <laughs> like a roller yeah. coaster. Natasha, yeah. do you have siblings? I have two siblings. Yes. And do they have the same laugh as you? Oh, no, no. Really? One of my brothers, he's like, he's like this tough guy and he talks like this. <laughs> you know like he called me yesterday you know when someone tells you a story and it's like missing many beats you know he's like yeah so i was at the gas station getting some beer and this guy's not wearing a mask and i'm like hey brother mind putting on a mask and he's like i'm gonna fucking kill you and then he's like then i'm pumping my gas the guy steps to me so i punch him in the face and so uh, i need thirty five hundred dollars to get out of jail you know and it's just like wait what happened yeah lots of steps are missing (laughs) that was like the whole story was like the guy he's just like put on a mask brother and the guy's like i'm gonna fucking kill you i mean to be fair that does sound like what's happening out in these streets i know i do feel bad for him because i don't quite believe him but yeah yeah you're right i mean he lives in illinois and i think i don't know what's happening there i mean that does seem like what the news is saying is happening. I think like yeah. those exact interactions are like, hey, brother, put a mask on. Fuck you. I'm going to fucking and kill you. Someone gets punched. I think that's <laughs> happening at like school board meetings. It is. Does that feel real? Can you pull that out? Of the, uh, yeah. At your next like, if you go to like a parent meeting at school, just pull out the cackle. And see. I mean, I was kind of shocked my brother was the one wearing the mask in this story so i guess (laughs) it's nice to get that at least like all right well you're punching strangers in the street but at least you were masked while it was happening (laughs) i'll take it to answer your question no i'm very different from my siblings Mm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) you have the same you and marlena have the same marlena and our brother daniel all three of us have the same and it's like really off-putting for people like when we're all in the same place it's very uh it's, it's the barker it's laugh cacophony. and stereo yeah it's a cacophony of cackle it's cute. and that's cute that the whole family has it it is fun where and, do and we get we, our last egg each other on that's why from, i was wondering I if it was like a genetic thing i mean i think that i i think also like it must have to do with your sense of humor you know like i was very mm-hmm. separate from my siblings so my sense of humor kind of veered more dark and more shocking and you know i think that like the things that make me laugh are sometimes something that's like a really hard twist and maybe a little mean spirited. 
<laughs> a thousand percent. Yeah. I don't think my, my siblings weren't staying up watching like weird British comedies all night. And, right. <laughs> you know, totally. not the same I, sense I of humor. I think what comes out sometimes is more intense or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Me and my brother, I, we have, I think we have like one laugh that we do at the same time. Like we both used to watch a lot of jackass together and we mm-hmm. have like a jackass laugh that is a posy laugh. But then I have, I mean, and I'm sure he has like a, a large glossary as well of like other ones, <laughs> but <laughs> that's, it's reserved specifically just for hanging out with him. I think. Yeah. We didn't have cable. So we got most of our kicks pranking our mom. And oh, so that makes sense. Lo- you were collectively laughing. All yeah, the time. yeah. Like there was one time. My mom's really young too. She like had us young. And I remember one time. And this is like just when my parents. We were terrible. My parents were like freshly divorced, and my mom took us to Sizzler for dinner. And while she was in the bathroom, we told the waiter that it was her fiftieth birthday, and she was probably thirty-five most. Oh my and- god. <laughs> And then we went outside and hid and laughed while they sang happy birthday to her alone. (laughs) I mean, this is such a great excuse for like, I'm so glad I don't, I didn't have more kids. Like them. They will. Yeah. Yeah. My kid can never do that. But by the way, that sounds so fun. (laughs) But yeah, you're smart not to give them an hour. Single divorced mom. (laughs) Yes. Also, I like, I like, did the Sizzler waiter be like, 50, fit? like, were they saying the number? <laughs> no, but it made it funnier to us that he thought she was 50. I mean, I don't think. <laughs> I will, I say pulling out a fake birthday on somebody, still a classic, always oh, a good yeah. way to get someone who does not like attention on them. And you get free, mm-hmm. you know, vanilla ice cream or something. Exactly. So I'll, By I'll the go way, with that. This, this brother, I'll tell you really quick. Mm-hmm. I remember the one who's he also lives in a van. This guy I'm talking about. I mean, he's he's not mm-hmm. doing great, but he also doesn't have an email address. So he definitely won't hear this. But <laughs> my mom was also divorced and her dad died. So we had to like drive to Minnesota from Illinois. We ended up like stopping at this lookout point, And my brother Louie was like really crazy. And we were on this lookout point looking at the view. And then all of a sudden he just jumped off. And like Whoa. all of us, like me and my other brother were like, oh my God, my mom starts crying. And then all of a sudden he pops up and he's like, surprise. Oh my God. <laughs> like, he had seen there was like a ledge. So he oh just, cause like that was something he would do would be like yeah, right. off into the, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I just remember that, like, and my mom, like, just driving us in silence for, like, you know, 10 oh. hours And, like, I, I don't remember. I think I ended up laughing after he did that. But I just remember that feeling of, like, thinking he's dead. And then just, like, but, yeah. Oh, my God. So that was wow. the kind of dark joke you were into. So you just yeah. Didn't... Hey, maybe that's where I got it from. Formative, actually. I think we just, like, got some new memories. Memories. <laughs> Shit's coming back. I, I mean, love it. it my daughter so... does that to me. I, it was just uh, so awful. I would be like, <laughs> "Fucking turn back around and keep going." I'm not. T- I'm not taking this. Yeah. No. It's like on, on the way to bury your father too. Just like, come on, man. No. You can't. As a child, you Ooh. just simply can't understand just the heaviness of the human condition. No. I mean, I remember at my grandpa's funeral at his wake, my grandma had a slot machine at her house, and that mm-hmm. was like our babysitter. I had such a weird childhood, <laughs> but like, she, <laughs> that was like how me and all my cousins, the, our parents would just give us dimes to play the slot machine. 
Mm -hmm. I remember going up to my dad and being like, I'm sad. No one will give me dimes. And my dad had to be like, everyone is sad. Grandpa's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Kids are such fucking assholes. All right. We have to take a break. Um, Let's all do a collective cackle to take us out. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. (laughs) Okay. We'll be back. Hey everybody, welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. I'm Natasha. Yay! Perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> okay, let's see. I have the song. Great. Um, we're gonna play a game to get to know you a little bit better. Here's our exciting theme song. I'm playing the right one this time. Mm-hmm. Nice. Who, what, where, when? Who, what, where, when? Who, what, where, when? Who, what, where, when? I went to public school, so there's like a lot of gaps in my education. <laughs> no, no, these aren't like me. this is not trivia. We would, I we would, would never, never, we would no. never subject a guest to. Tri- no, absolutely not, never. Not in a million fucking years. <laughs> no, there's no right or wrong answers to this. It's whatever, whatever you you okay. you feel from your heart. <laughs> okay, number one, Natasha. Who's who's a good boy? Uh, I would have to say, like, my friend Armin Weitzman, who played Garfield in our show Another Period, uh, because he would always just dress up and flip his hair, and he was just this cutest little, you know, you know, like one of those guys, like, they were just loved so much that you just Mm -hmm. can't help but love them. Unfortunately, I don't have any men like that in my life who I talk to a lot, but, yeah, and I also don't like the male dog I have. <laughs> oh, I love like, that you got this question and you didn't say your dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was Moshe's dog, my husband, and mm-hmm. then he, you know, he came with the with the house, but um, it's it's been rough. Is he a, is he a Chihuahua? He is a Chihuahua. He's a street dog, and what mm-hmm. now? I've noticed. I just had my couch clean because he. There's like, cause we have three chihuahuas, but mm-hmm. they'll be pissed just like a stream, you know, like the mm-hmm. girls can't like lift up and like piss oh, right, actually right. like on, like he wants to mark his territory. So he's just really bad. He barks all the time. He, yeah. He shits. He's not, a, he's not a, yeah. He's, he's not the bad. first thing when it comes to good boy. <laughs> no. He's, yeah. I don't, but, <laughs> poor guy. I don't think I've ever said he's a good boy. Oh, maybe that's for like nine. You gotta years. say that. Now he's got a piece. Of course, he's pissing all over the place. I he's know. like, what if you tried to be a Tess and I both have Chihuahua mixes, mm-hmm. so we understand the plight. Oh, by the way, someone told me on our podcast. I didn't know this because I was complaining about all the pee everywhere. They were like, "Oh, you're not supposed to like. You can never train a street Chihuahua." And I was like, really? "They're like nobody ever told you that. Have you guys ever heard that?" Like house train or just train yeah, like in it's general? A thing. Like don't ever try to train a chihuahua, like a street chihuahua. Like an age old. <laughs> I've never heard this. It's on your carpets. They're, they're, they're not potty, potty trainable. Like I'm getting my next dog at the Glendale Galleria or something. <laughs> <laughs> like a Labradoodle or whatever like is like a fancy like bread for intelligence. Because they're. <laughs> yeah. 
I was going to say, how do I know if I have a street chihuahua, but he doesn't have teeth and does like to pee on his bed. So I think yes. I might. <laughs> okay, does anyone else here have a chihuahua? I, my, my guy also, he likes to pee. At least he pees in my bathroom. See? Um, That's nice. Yeah. But at least it's the bath. I think he's like, well, close. I just take him out. I take him outside as often as possible to be like, just just try to keep it on empty but, as but much as possible. Even, it's, it's like it's sometimes yeah. it's not even that they need to go outside. They're just. Doing oh, yeah. It. And it's so funny because mm-hmm. the girl who was telling it to me was telling it to me almost like a class thing. Like, oh, you don't know you're supposed to put your napkin on your lap, you know? And I, I think that, like, I really <laughs> never thought of it. And, you know, mm-hmm. dogs suck. <laughs> wow. This is <laughs> my boys, dog my boy. friendly crowd. Yeah, I have I three chihuahuas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will say, I, 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 as he's gotten older, I think he's gotten lazier, so he pees less, which is nice. Oh, that's um, cool. And I would I would clean up his pee for another 10 years if it meant I, Aww, I could keep him. Oh, that's so sweet. I mean, I would yeah. do that to my dog, Mayor Cutie, but not the other two. <laughs> <laughs> no bedpans. That would be great well, if they just peed into those. My little shit, I don't know if this is a sign of his intelligence or his chihuahua-ness, but I swear if I just leave the house to like go work out or something real quick, high percentage he's going to piss on his bed. Mm-hmm. If I'm gone for the whole day for like five or six hours, he seems to know, okay, I just got to hold it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's like I'm punishing you for like simply leaving to do an errand. Yeah. Like you didn't therefore- need. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you, and- you know, you didn't need to go do that. No, we we have the term uh, spite piss in our household where it's mm. like, I know that this is because you're mad at me. It's and all, this and is I, you I pissing when you're mad at Jack. Oh, right? I, pee, I pee on his bed is what happens. <laughs> you pee in my bathroom. I pee on your bed. Yeah, it's just a. I'm actually the new spokesperson for Ruggable. So um, <laughs> I'm all for. No, I'm not. But I have been ordering them and my my friend works for them. And they really uh, have been helping because you can just put it in the washer You can put it in the washer. That's dope. That's nice. Yeah, it's cool. I see. I go the other way and I buy like nine dollar rugs on Wish and they immediately crumple into dust and look like mm. fucking garbage. And so then I just buy a new one. So, you know, really good for the environment. Very sustainable. That's what they say. Quantity, uh, well, the, not the quality. Thing is the Armin's a good boy. <laughs> yeah, Armin's a good boy. That's what we've learned. <laughs> All right, Natasha, what's the best fall time activity? Fall time activity? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say staying indoors and, and like maybe around your fireplace and um i mean halloween is my my daughter has been talking about halloween like for two years like she just loves it so i guess it would have to be like and then like a a very brisk short walk and then back inside playing games maybe i think that oh yeah i love being yeah outside when it's like nice and cold out does she have a costume picked out because now it's like this is the first Halloween in two years is a lot of pressure on. I don't even think it's still groups. happening though. I mean, are people going to like let people are out? Oh I yeah. Know, but for Halloween, you think that like, you're going to like open oh, yeah. the door. I oh, think yeah. it's happening. It's oh, on. That's cool. I um, think so. She, yeah. she wants to be the same thing she was last year, which is an octopus. So I don't think she quite gets it yet. <laughs> that's a good costume though that's a classic oh i love it does she have like the big old like eight legs off of the head or like yes, what's it was, the it was whatever they had on amazon Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> i love it 
You do that. Just do that and then give her a monopoly and then she can be squid game. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that is. Topical. I love it. (laughs) You know how everyone loves a kid in a pun costume? And everyone really loves kids watching squid game. Yes. (laughs) Let everyone know the parenting style at hand. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Did you have a favorite Halloween costume growing up? Or like a one that like pops in your brain is like I nailed it that year. I remember I was waitressing because we would I would always dress up when I was waitressing. And I, I think probably everyone's done this though now. But I remember I was Carrie one year and I like just dumped blood all over my head and wore a vintage dress. I thought that was really cool. Oh, one year I was Dorothy Parker and I memorized like her poems and would like Ooh. give them out. And then I and I printed them out and would give them to the idiots who'd come into the bar and like no one you 24 this feels like a 24 year old yes I must have been in my like 20s and I was just like this is I was always like I want to go to an intellectual you know costume party where everyone's a literary figure and so (laughs) I remember doing that um that would be fun right if everyone was I mean that's like that's college I guess like you're a little more into that but um. I think I think people would be down still and it doesn't even I don't even think it needs to be Halloween in Los Angeles right I think this is a year-round opportunity I would be fine with that because they have done novelizations of all the Jurassic Park books so officially I could be you know one of the characters from Jurassic Park and still be a literary figure The problem in LA is nobody knows who Dorothy Parker is or anything. So, right. So, if you're going around, everyone's like, who's this broad? You got some fancy words? You know, that's how we When I moved to LA, I was like, everyone seemed like too into Halloween. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it's the actor in everybody. Like, you know, I'm going to be this person from my favorite movie and I'm going to be, you know, everyone gets like way into it. Or at least I remember that when I first moved here and and then I kind of rejected it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I've only lived here as an adult and I did the same thing. Like in my early twenties, I used to love to go to WeHo and get all slutted out, but then you do just burn out. And I think also doing comedy, we wear enough costumes. Like I'm good. Right. On Halloween, I rest. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, it's the it's the amateur hour of the costume. <laughs> okay, Natasha, where do you celebrate? Everywhere, honey. <laughs> Damn straight. Fantastic. Um, I'm trying to. I do love the desert, but I also love. Any room, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yes. I think, I think celebration is a state of mind. Um, New York is nice. I know yeah. I miss New York. I haven't been back. I mean, it's kind of a weird question to ask right now because everyone's like barely gone anywhere for the last two years, but you know, I'm like, um, I like to be in this corner of my house because <laughs> my husband can't quite hear me talking shit about him and I can't hear my daughter <laughs> screaming. Um, <laughs> I definitely have, yeah, because I've been doing therapy over Zoom. So I, if I have to talk about my relationship, I've like hid in the closet before. What a nightmare. <laughs> you I, don't agree. I said, oh man, that sounds like so scary to be like having to like go through a therapy session while the person you're talking about is in the house. Yeah. Just quietly whispering into the Just do the car. If you, I mean, I know you can't That's true. Zoom, but like I, I try to do a phone call in the car before I like am whispering oh, right. about. <laughs> 
Yeah, it is yeah. funny because she knows if she sees me in there, she's like, all right, I know what's on the table today. <laughs> <laughs> a little prep. Because oh. I don't know if you guys, I, like going to therapy is funny because at the very beginning, you just have this like moment of like, well, and then it's just like, you, I don't know how to launch it. What into, did like, you come with today? Like, this is yeah. exactly what I'm feeling at this moment. Yeah. You know, it's, I know. My therapist is always like, so how are you doing? And I'm like, Good. Nope, that's not the answer. Uh, <laughs> here's the list of things. Moshe and I were doing our couples therapy yesterday, and we were in this room, and our podcast thing is behind us, and she's like, oh, uh, what's that? And I was like, oh, um, we have a podcast. She's like, what's it about? And I'm like, well, we give advice. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys give advice? Okay. Because, <laughs> like, I'm like, well, you know, it's to other people. It doesn't have to do with our relationship, so... I mean, it's Not always easier telling somebody else what to do than <laughs> how to fix your own shit. I can fix anybody else's shit. She yeah, was definitely like- shocked. <laughs> <laughs> One new subscriber. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> She'll stay out of it, I bet. <laughs> I think we can all agree that like therapy in person is gone forever, right? I think I we hope never- so. Yeah, I don't ever want to go to an office again. I like being able to just close the laptop and then lay down. <laughs> I think it's I feel like that's yeah, that's probably gone. What else is like gone, gone in person? That's definitely up there. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, oh, I mean, like, like stuff, work. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's like the only thing I can think that totally that's we have not discussed at all doing in person again. Commercial auditions. Yeah, that's been happening on Zoom. Uh, like. Which is so nice because you don't have to drive fucking 45 minutes across town to like do well, the one I auditioned for called Fishmonger to be like, I'm a fishmonger <laughs> and then <laughs> slink back to your car. It's so embarrassing. It, it is much nicer to do the auditions on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Except for you've got makes- like awkward waiting room stuff, but whatever. There's always going to be awkward shit. But I think that now, like, I just, ne- I was really bad at science my whole life. I never thought of anything in terms of like scientific, scientifically. And I just, I never thought of how germs happen, you know? And, and I think that we're all just now like so tuned in to this new way of like, wait, if I just like wipe my nose and I'm sick and then I touch someone and then they touch their face, like they're going to get my sickness. And you see it with a kid, like all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's like you have this cold that she got from that kid you saw the mom drop him off with his snot nose. And, mm-hmm. and I think that, just really starting to think about it that way is just going to make us so much more agoraphobic, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, oh, 100%. <laughs> like my husband, yeah. I, I just feel like COVID is just so heavy. And I don't know if like women are feeling it more, but you know, my, my husband's just like, why aren't you more buoyant? You know, you used to be so much more buoyant. And I'm like, I don't know if you Jesus. <laughs> but things are kind of fucked up now. <laughs> And I don't think it's ever coming back. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's just, um, yeah, just a lot to take in. So, I mean, it's not even like what is, what is going to be moved to zoom. It's also like, what are we right able to do now? I don't ever again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I, somebody who's like, not, I was never, ever like a germ, a carer of germs. Either. Yeah. Same. And, I it's it is interesting because I yeah now I'll find myself getting way more paranoid about not even paranoid it's obviously it's good but well, what's interesting is like it. you know our parents 
our parents weren't really teaching us all about germs, but I think their parents, like the older generation, they lived through the Spanish flu. So they, mm-hmm. cause I remember some older parents were like, wash your hands before dinner, you know, mm-hmm. like the grandparents. Mm-hmm. So I think it must go in waves where, you know, now we're going to teach our kids. I mean, my kid is like, her hands are like bleeding. She's like washing them <laughs> so much. Like, they wash them at school. Like every time mm-hmm. they like, before they eat, after they eat, when they, you know, it's just like everyone's every 20 minutes they're washing their hands. Like that's obviously going to like bleed into their psyche and like, Oh, it's that. Sure. Yeah. We're all fucked. <laughs> and I, I always was like a pretty big germaphobe. Like, you know, I, I flying always freaked me out. Like for me, a really big thing is always getting gas. I basically mm-hmm. like, I have a whole yeah. system for getting gas that really, I, I can't like, touch a gas thing and then not wash my hands. I've never been able to do that. Uh, so when this, and then I kind of got a little bit better cause I was like always freaked out on planes and stuff. So I kind of like forced myself just to be a little bit more chill about it. And then the pandemic happened and it was like, see, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like germaphobes. Yeah, definitely got like to extreme to, vindication. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Get a big, I told you so. Yeah, no, I was like pretty anti antibacterial uh stuff for most of my life until all this stuff happened and then i was like Oop, you're well. anti-back so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and now i've got it everywhere now there's little pumps all over my house just little beep 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 beeps constantly freaking bath and body works new <sighs> guys but also like you know my kid's wearing a mask the other day she was mm-hmm. at a soccer class and she lifted it off to like try to kiss her friend who wasn't wearing a mask on the lips and i'm like from the sidelines just like no, <laughs> and then it's yeah. like she, I remember my kid looking at me, kind of hurt, and she didn't really understand why. First of all, I was like embarrassing her, and then mm-hmm. you know it's like don't kiss your friend, and I it just and then I felt dumb for doing it, but I I just don't know how to act. It's it's there's so much right. mental math, and you know mm-hmm. it's, that you have to do for every interaction. I just find it like really sucking my buoyancy. <laughs> yeah. Well, Natasha, I think there's a serum for that. Um, <laughs> that would be nice. No, but it is. It's so much risk calculation. Like mm-hmm. every single, it's not normal for every single thing you do to be like a risk to reward calculation that your brain is having to go into. But I feel like that's the negotiation everyone's having to make. Well, but then you'll see somebody that'll just like brazenly walk out of a bathroom stall and then not even wash their hands and just walk out. And you're just like, <laughs> well, they're they're extremely buoyant for as long as they're still alive. Uh, I just Christ. I don't know. But for some reason, I also imagine that person wearing rollies, those little rolly things. Yes. <laughs> rolling straight out of the bathroom with the light up. I mean, it's a vibe. It feels like it for sure. <laughs> well, if I didn't have a kid, I would definitely be in Greece right now. Oh, why? Oh. What's going on in Greece? I would just, I just think Europe must be so cool right now because like there's not as many tourists. Like, you yeah. know, I, I always imagined mm-hmm. the 50s were like this like golden age for touring and seeing things like before. I mean, obviously only like a few rich people got to go, but like on early plane travel. But, you know, now you'll go somewhere and it's just hordes of, I remember sitting at a cafe in Paris and then just like 30 kids just like running past you. And, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, you couldn't really enjoy it. So I, I just feel like it must be such a cool experience right now to be able to travel. Um, oh, for sure. My, my boyfriend and I, we, we hiked um, Yosemite last, last year when they were only letting in like, 300 people a day or something Whoa. and it was 
awesome. There were yeah. we didn't see people all day long, which was it was very cool. It was like, oh, this is what it used to be like when nobody's around. Right. <laughs> we just need to get more yeah. people we're like, agoraphobic. Yeah. It yeah. was fun as hell. I was also it was also like, okay, well, I hope there's like no mountain lions over here because <laughs> there's nobody here. <laughs> That's that's the give and take. Yeah. Yeah. This exactly. reminds me of this is kind of a tangent, but it's a test hack that I want to share with our listeners. Ooh. Okay. The best day to go to Disneyland is Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, oh yes. That's if interesting. You have that- because Moshe just got us tickets for he he asked us if we could go on Thanksgiving. And mm. I was like, no. Oh. Like I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, I don't even want to go to Disneyland. Yeah. I don't want to spend Thanksgiving there. So we're going the day before Thanksgiving. What do you think of that, Tess? Um, <sighs> I think you're fucked. I think, <laughs> I think the day before Thanksgiving is going to be. I think um, it might be. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be, be busy. busy. Yeah. yeah. If he doesn't think you're buoyant now, just wait. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have be. a new 45 minutes on Disneyland. <laughs> That's good. Worth it then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you guys think it'll be busy? See, I thought maybe he was right. Like people will go with their families. Like already, you they know. will to Disneyland <laughs> that day. Because <laughs> I think what you're gonna get is the locals that are off school, like everyone in Southern California. But you know, I what? might be I wrong. Maybe it'll be awesome. And uh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, I think they're still limiting how many people can go on a given day. I think, right? They're, I don't think they're, but oh. it's fine. I it also it's fine. Yeah. They, you know, it'll it'll be fun no matter what. You guys will. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't like set like, oh, we need to do all these things. Just if you end up just doing like three rides and that's your day, that's your day. I mean, my kid's two feet tall. Like she can't do anything. Yeah. yeah. So you're yeah, done. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like buy her a princess dress and then like do pirates and then, you know, get a snow cone or something. Make sure to tell yes. her, you know, the original about the original robots and pirates who were chasing the women around, okay? Because yeah, we don't problematic. want them erasing the history Excuse of me. the real pirates <laughs> ride. Make sure she's educated about that. Uh, I will yeah. say it's funny that one of the only rides you can go on as a little kid at Disneyland is Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, in which you actually go to hell. Is that true? Yeah, it gets like, it's scary. You go through a room and it's like hot. They like blast hot air on you. Whoa, and I've never yeah. been on it. That's so oh, funny. It's a great ride. But yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> so dirty. It yeah, does. it probably is. It probably is. All right. Well. I don't know. I love those rides. I think they're cute. I think. <laughs> okay. All right. We have to take a break. We'll be back. Where <laughs> <laughs> be? Lady to lady, I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. I'm Natasha. Ooh, good voice. <laughs> and we're going to do lady problems. If you have one, you can send them to us at lady to lady comedy at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 3236 but 30. Lady. Lady problems. Lady. Lady problems. Lady problems. Do you have them? Lady problems. Do you have them? People have them. 
Hey, ladies. Uh, new listener after joining uh, exactly right. I'm really enjoying it. But I've got a lady problem where uh, my best friend who lives in another city was coming down um, through the pandemic. She was isolating. I was isolating. Uh, she, tiny apartment, came down um, and hung out with my pot. And then she started hooking up with my best guy friend, who is also my neighbor, uh, and still continuing to come down and visit. And then all of a sudden, he is asking her to stay with him. And I'm really struggling, one, to figure out, like, how this changes our, like, little dynamic, in addition to, like, feeling a little bit used, like, if they were hooking up from, like, August to May before he asked her to come hang out, like, on their own, how long was she coming down to stay with me prior to, like, what was her purpose or point? So just, like, internally kind of struggling with that friendship piece and how to, like, make it feel normal. And I feel like I, like I've addressed it, and I don't want, like, it's not like I want to cut off friendship with her at all she's part of my giant friend group in her city so um yeah just some ideas like I've talked to her about it and at first like when they were to, like she, they were getting together and she was staying at his place like she w- would say it is what it is and we're just like trying it out and I'm like girl you're in your late 30s you want to be married and have kids and he doesn't want any of that and he's not moving to your city and you won't leave yours. So what is going on here and why are we ruining this dynamic? So, yeah, thank you. I appreciate you guys. Oh. I love that she made us all kind of feel bad with her giant friend group. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, humble brag. Yeah. Yeah. So many friends. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like there's a few things going on here because, like, at first it sounds like you're annoyed that he's fucking... That your friend, you know, your friend's fucking this other guy, but then it sounds like you're annoyed that she likes him, right? Like, do you like something him serious? Is the question too? Like, mm. is this a guy that? Because if you have feelings for him, that's like a totally different thing. But if you just think they're inappropriate for each other, that's their business, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's fully on them to figure out. Like, she, you know, she's she's gonna do what she's gonna do. Well, yeah, and, like, it sounds like she was... I don't think that it was using you. It sounds like mm-hmm. it was just incidentally she happened to get dick from your neighbor. And people like, are I don't, horny. Yeah, yeah, especially in these times. You're popping. Yeah, like if, I yeah. mean, we all know... Yeah, it, it's definitely, obviously, annoying when someone... You think someone's there to spend time with you, and they get caught up in this thing, and you're kind of, like, feeling, like, kind of swept to the side or something. But mm-hmm. there are so few people in this world that you can enjoy sexy time with who you actually want to see so i feel like unfortunately that happens you know when somebody likes someone you just kind of have what you have to deal with also like maybe it's a good thing because like she was pro- it sounds like she was probably gonna end up with a random dude anyway so maybe like it's like kind of a bonus you get to see her when she's hanging out with dude i think she's just anticipating the end of it is what it sounds like it's oh uh, yeah she's anticipating it not going well and she has to deal with these two separate yeah people the drama. or something yeah well one thing you can do is just don't get in the middle of anything so if like 
you know, you know that he doesn't want this and you know that she's like, don't tell him how much she's dying for a baby, even though it's tempting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> try to get involved, you know, just try to be yeah. the cool one. Try to just like keep it separate. Yeah. And if there is something that you are kind of like, that's really like playing over and over in your head of some, an interaction, it's, it's, I think it's okay to say something to a friend and, you know, mm-hmm. just even saying, but you also have to realize whatever you say to her might, she might say to him too. So, you know, that's, that's, that's where you always have to be careful because, you know, it, it sounds like his friendship is important to you too, even though you have so many friends. god i remember going on a camping trip with two friends who didn't know each other and i just like was like god damn it they're gonna fuck and i was so it was so annoying and like they didn't they didn't fuck on that trip but i was like you could tell i was like this is obviously gonna happen at some point these people are not right for each other it was just like so annoying and yeah it turned into a it was a terrible fucking idea but like i couldn't have done anything about that you know it was gonna happen so yeah. I think it sounds like if you're if you feel like you're being used that she's staying with you or something. I don't know if she's staying with him now or whatever. I would just kind of not offer up your place anymore. If she wants to come down and stay with him, she can yeah. stay with him and then see you when she, you know, she sees you. But maybe I mean, don't offer up your spot. I'd also like be make sure that you are scheduling quality time with just him and just her so you know if these two friendships separately are, are still important for you to maintain then like they are not a you you can hang out with couples separately <laughs> you know and if she's coming down it's like all right cool like let's go to dinner on like friday night and then you guys can have all saturday together yeah or something like that yeah like yeah i think that way you're maintaining that friendship and then you know just try not to talk about him that much or be like hey can we just not talk about him tonight or something yeah like, another yeah. reason to not get involved and then you can keep your autonomy with the two friendships. Yeah, exactly. I think that's I think that's a good holding your then, call. Hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when it all blows up, try very hard to not say I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just like let just hold on to that in your heart. It feels good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah, but also it's like I don't know the COVID of it all. I think we all need to be like pretty forgiving of a lot of choices that some people have made during covid there's like a lot of covid relationships that like are everyone's just fucking coping during a massive global pandemic where a lot of people have died so if like they found each other and it's a connection that just happens to last for a period of time if it helped them get through this in a healthy way then that's what they both needed right now and you know it's I, I I would I would hope that like a lot of people can just like take a beat and have empathy instead of like judgment for a lot of people's choices to have made it this far. This shit is hard. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean I I mean yeah. Judge baby done. judge. That's my drill baby drill. Okay. <laughs> Should we do this other written one? Yeah, let's do it. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> hey ladies, sending you lots of love from Nottingham, England. Ooh. Ooh la la. I have a lady problem that's kind of cliche, but it keeps coming up over and over again, and I don't know how to get past it. My boyfriend and I have been together for almost three years, and overall, we have an amazing relationship. We have the same values. He's an amazing person, huge feminist and queer like me, which helps me feel more understood than I have when dating cis het men. We've been living together for over two years now, which has been great, even through lockdown, and we're planning to buy a house together next year. In almost all aspects of our, our relationship, we are strong, healthy, and happy. 
My lady problem is that I want to get married and he just isn't into it. I've always had the dream of having a wedding day where the love of my life and I dedicate ourselves to each other in front of our friends and family. I've always wanted to be the recipient of a romantic proposal and be able to call someone my spouse. My boyfriend thinks marriage is outdated, has always been bored or awkward in, wedding, in weddings he's been to, and was raised to see them as unnecessary unless they lead to a tax break. He says he wants to be with me for the long haul and grow old with me, but he doesn't have any desire to legally tie the knot. In certain moods, this doesn't bother, bother me much, and I can sometimes talk myself into seeing marriage as an expensive and arbitrary slip of paper. But another truer side of me is watching my friends get married all around me and wishing that I could experience the beautiful moments that they are. What complicates this for me is I was engaged to someone else before I met my boyfriend, but that person cheated on me and left me. Being so close to marriage to have it fall apart unexpectedly could be clouding my judgment around all this. Would it be dumb to stay in my relationship with someone who I would have to abandon my dream for? Or would it be dumb to leave an amazing relationship just because I'll miss out on a special day and some new titles for each other? Lots of love, Alice. Ouch. It kind of seems like he could just a tiny bit meet you and have a party. You know, and and yeah. and do because if if it's if he's not willing to like declare it officially, like that was my whole thing. Because every guy who's I don't know, I feel like a lot of guys think this until they until you make them not think this. You know, you kind of have advice. to like yes. talk them into it a little bit. And like I remember thinking, like it's totally different if I'm like after if I think a guy's cute and someone's like, oh, I think he has a girlfriend, as opposed to like I think he has a wife. Mm-hmm. it's just like it does something a little different I think it's like it feels a little more substantial and, and maybe this is just like superficial but I just always remember thinking like being someone's wife just felt like more serious you know and and you know it, I, I I just don't think that one person should get to say all of the rules of how it's going to be, you know, because if he wants the benefits of being with you and the the great relationship, why does he get to dictate it all? Yeah, I totally agree. And it's like one of them. Okay. Obviously in this situation, one of them is going to have to move in order for the relationship to go forward. Cause I don't, it's not, I don't think sustainable as is cause she straight, straight up says that it's her dream. She's completely articulated why it's important to her and that it's important to her. And she knows that. Mm-hmm. So like between the two things, what's harder to give up your dream or like some weird discomfort, some weird discomfort. So he should just marry you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying she had to give up one of those. Now I see. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. one of yeah, them yeah. has to budge. And like, I don't know. I just think that she's making the stronger Kate. Like, I don't know. It's more important to her to get married Right. Who is it more important to? Is it more important to her to get married, or is it is it his dream to not be attached to a woman? Thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Probably the did last. He, did he grow up thinking like someday I'm never going to commit to anybody? Totally. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's really tough because it, it is they both want what they want. You know that's what's so hard about it is it's like his wants are valid too. Mm-hmm. Um, but is he really romantic otherwise? That's another question because she wants these romantic flourishes, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. she wants someone to come down on a knee. Like, is he doing other romantic things or is he just not romantic mm. at all? We need a little more information because if mm. he's not romantic at all and that's your dream to be with someone romantic, but my relationship's great. I mean, what does that exactly mean? You have to really like mm. what I always like to do is I make a list of like all the qualities 
that I that are like my non-negotiable. Like what is not negotiable? You know, like and then what would be nice? It'd be nice if he had a British accent. It'd be nice if he played guitar. <laughs> but you know, that's not like non-negotiable. Paul, McCa- Paul McCartney. Is- <laughs> <laughs> So I just think it's really important to be very clear, like what, what you want, you know, and, and if, if, if romance and a family, cause what comes after a marriage is a family. So is he also not wanting to have a family and you do, I mean, you really have to, 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 to think about all this and then also be willing to walk away because walking away can often get, also get you closer to what you want because either you really will walk away or he will realize like, oh, I guess it's not that big of a deal. She is the love of my life. I'll give her this or I'll give her this version of it. Mm -hmm. We had listeners a long time ago who broke up because the guy just wouldn't get serious. And then six months later, he showed up on her doorstep with a ring. Yeah. (laughs) Called the classic. (laughs) (laughs) Classic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god yeah, yeah i mean i think yeah you you do know what you want and yeah yeah you do have to just be honest with yourself about it and, and, like, and honestly knowing what i know about the way the world works i think she's gonna get what she wants and don't you you don't you let go you know what you want and this is a tale as old as time and you just go get what you want <laughs> but do you like, like you have to examine like what it like do you just want to have a wedding because all your friends are having a wedding because mm. that is kind of that's mm-hmm. not truly coming from you that's just an external noise that you're feeling because you you it's like checking Instagram and feeling like well why don't I have more stuff going on you know so yeah, the FOMO yeah that's different than like you know really like what's the least you could do that you would be happy with and you could pitch him that maybe like I didn't I had a I had a party at my house I was like no everyone in my family is an alcoholic I was like no microphones no toast (laughs) anyone near a microphone I don't want to pledge my love in front of everybody like Mm -hmm. you know like what because maybe there's one thing that he really doesn't want to do and Mm -hmm. and now he's just saying he doesn't want to have a wedding so I think talking about it and talking about why it's important to you, not because all your friends are getting married, but why is it really important to you? Maybe examine that and just talk to him about it. And maybe there's maybe there's a little bit of a middle ground. For That's sure. a really good point, because if it is like he it sounds like this guy gets awkward around weddings. So maybe, yeah, you guys do the ceremony part at City Hall and then you still get to have your day of having everyone you love all together and being celebrated and all that. I think, yeah, that's a really good idea to like dissect it down to the minutia of like what makes them uncomfortable and kind of like self-craft your own kind of like celebration yeah I think that's a great idea because it's like I mean I'm I'm not a person that's ever pictured myself being married but like I would never you know it so it's never been like a deal breaker for me but there are like I've been to some weddings as I've gotten older that I'm like oh that seems cool and I do like a chill more that kind of situation than like a big one I don't, I don't like being a center of attention in like that specific kind of way it just wouldn't work for me um, so I, I totally get being turned off by certain things for yourself too. But like, I, I mean, like, you know, there is a bunch of weird legal bullshit around it too. That is frustrating that like, you know, you don't, why the fuck should the government give a shit who you're married to? And why should it affect your fucking taxes? Like, you know, I, I get that. Tell your I mean, boyfriend I- to stop listening to Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, I think we have the benefit also of, as comics, we've probably been to like very different weddings than a lot of people in the world. You know, I feel like I've seen every type of wedding yeah, and, like, for sure. and not it's not always this overdone thing. And, you know, it can be like very different in the way that you want to make it. But I will say if he does decide to do it and it, if he's being we if he does it begrudgingly or if he gives you any shit about it, I would definitely take that as a red flag and I would not mm-hmm. let that go down because if he is going to come over on your side of stuff, he's got to like do it, you know in a good way. So I'm just like imagining him giving her shit or something once he does say yes. So um, if that does happen, no, no, bye-bye. And yeah, I think, yeah, everyone gave good advice. I have yeah. nothing. I never dreamt of my wedding. So yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. How do you guys feel about like doing like a, like a, like a love ceremony versus like a making it official, like legally thing? Dude, I don't even think I really got married. Because (laughs) my my husband's brother is a rabbi and he married us. And then I remember I went to the courthouse and they were like, do you have your paper thing that he filled out? And I'm like, I don't think he filled anything out. And I still haven't really gotten to the bottom of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's amazing. It just sounded like so much paperwork. And I guess It's... it's like a thing that like sometimes rabbis don't do the paperwork I guess I don't know I mean I just stopped listening so who knows I might not even I might be a free lady for all I know but I just think it's and you know when I got married I I told I told my husband um okay I I converted and I was like yeah I'll never celebrate Christmas again and I'll be totally Jewish and now I'm kind of like regretting that because I'm like wait why did I just do 100% of what he wanted Mm, you know like even though I didn't want to be Catholic anymore because it seemed inferior to Judaism. I mean, I didn't, you know, it's like I I didn't feel connected to it. And it was really important to him to have a Catholic or to have a Jewish child. Mm -hmm. And I understood that. And I really liked a lot of the things in Judaism. I really loved having Shabbat and it seemed like a great family thing and it still is. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, I, I shouldn't have let that go so easily but also i'm going to discuss this in 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 therapy you guys so (laughs) (laughs) i just want to say that i have some friends who are a jewish non-jewish couple she didn't convert but they celebrate both and they have a really beautiful hanukkah tree that's nice believe me i pitch the hanukkah tree every year okay (laughs) but i will tell you that like i'm just saying it just goes to show you like you know don't it's so hard because when you're like in the beginning of love, you're like, okay, whatever, yes. you know? And, yeah. and I think that it's, it's really important to maintain because like so many of my childhood memories I'm now seeing with my kid, I'm like, oh, Christmas was like the only time people ever got along in my family. <laughs> so that's right. such a huge part of, you know, when every time the holidays come, I'm like, oh, I guess what are, what are my memories or what are my, you know, what are my traditions? And, and I also love the idea of creating new traditions, but I just think like just meeting each other is just so important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have to go. Natasha, where can people find your podcast and anything else you're up to on the internet? Um, our podcast is the endless honeymoon podcast and you can find that. Where can you find that Mosh? Apple.co. Apple. <laughs> <laughs> endless honeymoon. YouTube, Instagram, Instagram. eBay, eBay. 
You're not on eBay. <laughs> not thank, yet. Thank you so much um, so for fun, doing the show. Natasha. We really appreciate it. It was so fun. Thank you, girls. And it was really nice to just talk about our gender for a while. And, exactly. Um, and give us a preview of your uh, cu- couples therapy coming up. So that's <laughs> yeah, good. we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Three, two, three, six, but 30. It's six, but 30 somewhere. Hey, ladies. I just listened to your episode where you were talking about boobs and the boob lift. And I was thinking that in my 40s with my natural tits, if I had a comedy special, I'd call it, hey, my tits are down here. Anyway, thanks for the laugh. Love you guys. Hello, ladies. I was just listening to the episode where Tess was talking about how Botox is the cure for everything. And you have to know that you're right because I have this really fun thing called pelvic floor dysfunction and anal fissures. And if I don't do my butt therapy correctly, I will have to get Botox um, around my anus. So, yeah, I just want you to know that Tess is very correct. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. And you're wonderful. Bye-bye.